Welcome to the Board Game Spotlight Podcast. Get ready for an entire hour of gaming goodness, brought to you by our incredible sponsors, IV Studios, Fireside Games, Van Ryder Games, Renegade Game Studios, Mythic Games, This Little Bean of Mine, Game Toppers LLC, Kick Track, Arcane Wonders, AEG, Draw Lab Entertainment, and of course, our amazing Patreon supporters. This podcast would not be possible without you. And now, here are your hosts, Derek and Lizzie Funkhauser. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Board Game Spotlight Podcast. I'm Derek. I'm Lizzie. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Ruel. And we are excited to bring you another hour-ish of board game goodness. So stick with us. Welcome to Grab Bag, a brand new segment where you never know what questions Derek is going to pull out of the bag. All right, everyone. So we've got a new segment. We are going to flip-flop back and forth on uh, the questions from the community, and we're going to do this new segment. Uh, Thanks to Josh Schwartz for this idea. We're going to have this grab bag of just a goodie bag. I don't know. It's going to be questions about your favorite worker placement game or your favorite mechanism or your favorite game from this publisher uh, or your favorite book you've read or comic book or TV Ooh. show. I don't know. We're it's going to be a, out. It's going to be a media grab bag and I'm really excited about it. The so the most recent idea. show that you watched on Oh, the most recent on TV streaming. show. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Ooh. You know what, Lizzie? That's a great idea. Why don't we start with that one? I like it. I like it. So <laughs> I'm going to create this bag, but that's a really good one. And that's going to be funny because I want Lizzie to go ahead and answer this one. So why don't you take <laughs> us away? <laughs> well, season two of Bridgerton dropped. So I just watched the first episode mm. before recording this. So that's what I just did. And that was a good. I mean, it's the first episode. So sure, it's really you know, the introduction to the new season and the new characters. Um, mm-hmm. I did read all the books. They're not great. Uh, but the TV show is way better. They um, developed an entire world. Uh, the books develop or the books like focus mostly mm-hmm. just on like whoever the romance is between. Um, and so Shonda really created a beautiful world and she really added a lot of depth to it. And she added mm-hmm. a lot of uh, diversity to it in really made it so much better than uh, oh nice is that what Shonda it was Rhimes? originally yes oh awesome well yes. she I, I don't all i know or i know her name and i know michelle really loved um was it gray's anatomy was that shauna rhymes as well yes so i have not really watched anything like i know she did gray's anatomy and scandal yeah. and i feel like there was scandal that's big it. One. yeah I have not watched those shows. I Mm -hmm. have not watched a lot of like network TV uh, for a long time because we just haven't had like cable or anything. We've only done like streaming. Mm -hmm. Um, So when Bridgerton came out, I was not super interested. And then everyone just kept talking about it. And I was like, okay, so I read the book first because that's the kind of person I was. I was like, this book was Mm -hmm. terrible. Why does everyone (laughs) like the show? And then I watched the show and I was like, wow, this is like the, you know, very few times do they take source material and improve upon it yeah. for like a TV show or a movie or something. Mm, um, but this nice. is definitely one of those times. And I mean, I know and it's I like a that. Regency romance. This is not going to be for everyone. I'm sure like most of our audience is like rolling their eyes like, okay, let's get to something <laughs> more relevant to me. To board games. <laughs> um, but for the people who like Obsession, maybe. Uh, right? okay. Oh, good yeah. tie-in. There, there we go. go. Great tie-in. Very nice. I like it. Well played. Actually, that would be a fun thing. Can you tie a TV show to a board game? Uh, So I'm going to. Or marrying Mr. Darcy. Marrying Mr. Darcy is another Because I mean, the whole point of the show is to marry and find love. I mean. So the most recent game, I almost said most recent game, the most recent TV show I watch is on HBO Max, and it's Our Flag Means Death. And it is a comedy with Taika Waititi. I was going to say, isn't that Taika? You're watching that without him. It is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'll watch it again. You usually tell me what you're watching. I'll watch it again. I will watch that. (laughs) It's so good. And uh, it's a comedy on HBO Max. Um, I'm up to it. I've just finished it. I think it was eight eight, uh, episodes. And um, it's about this ragtag. He's basically, he used to be this well-do, you know, well-off person who had everything. And he he didn't like his life. And he leaves to be a pirate, but he's not a good pirate. (laughs) And he surrounds himself with a swashbuckling crew of people who are also not good pirates. So it's just like this ragtag team of people who are just 
hilarious together. Are they they're, also like aristocrats? Who have the, no, no he's the doing? only aristocrat. Okay. But they're all like C-list pirates. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they would not be the cream of the crop. And then Tycho plays, well, I shouldn't say who because it is kind of revealed. Anyways, Tyka's in it. I don't want to spoil anything. Go watch this. And I will tie this to Dead Reckoning from John D. Claire, which nice is call. just now delivering, which is a swashbuckling exploration pirate game with card crafting. The end. Okay. The uh, end. Jimmy, do you think you have something? We've uh, added a, we, a, a second element. No, I know. I mean, like the show is easy, but like we've uh, added. If you can't element. add a board game. It's okay. I just went above and beyond. Yeah, I, I've got no clue how to tie this one in, but we we just went on a little family uh, vacation this week, and so I was with the kids. So all we watched were kids shows this week, but we watched Encanto again, and I uh, I'm kind of torn on this movie. I know tons of people love it, and so I've watched it one time, kind of in the middle. Second time, I'm I'm warming up to it a little bit. So, uh, but I, I do love uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know is is that a controversial take? I don't know. I know lots of people loved. I don't really think that's controversial. I mean, it may yeah. not be for everybody. I mean, listen, they're going to be, you know, not everything's for everybody. Yeah. I like the music <laughs> much more than the movie. Like, I'd, I'll sit and listen to the soundtrack over and over, but I've only watched the movie once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The soundtrack is fantastic, though. Yeah. And the, and the message is good. I like The I soundtrack like is fantastic. I, I agree. Like, Michelle and I, we tried to watch it twice, and both times we just weren't really into it, but we've enjoyed the music. But mm-hmm. yeah, the film itself, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it's just not for us, I think. Yeah, but a, that... a board game tie-in, I got no clue. I don't, I don't mm. know what I would tie. The family, how magical houses? I don't know. <laughs> there might be a board game about that. <laughs> there, uh, Ruel, what about what about you? Uh, so I, I'm one of those type of guys that I have this huge, you know, watch list on Netflix, um, Amazon, everything. And so I look at it when I want to go watch something, and sure enough, what do I pick? I pick something I've watched like forty times before. You know, The so, Office. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> I just finished watching Office for like the twelfth right? time. Right? Yeah. So I have all these great shows I really want to get into, and what do I watch this week for the like a do- more than a couple of dozen times? I watched The Shawshank Redemption again. Hey, classic that's movie. a good one though. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that movie. And it's just one of those things you can put. I can put on the background. It's either that or like the Terminator. You know, things I've seen a thousand times. And it's just, yeah. it's television at that point. Um, yeah, it's a classic. I mean, uh, Lizzie, I don't know. Have you read the original book? It was based on a Stephen King novella. Um, no, I haven't. There was like, I actually yeah, only short... watched the movie. Oh, it was like a couple years ago. I was very late to oh. the game. I've only seen it. Like oh, okay. Once. Yeah. Same. Yeah, here. it's it's a it's a. I think it's a modern classic, and mm-hmm. um, it's got Morgan Freeman and uh, Tim yeah. Robbins. Great, great, great cast, and so I, I really enjoyed the book. And I felt like. They, you know, like you were talking about earlier, Lizzie, I felt like they did justice to the book if they've improved mm-hmm. on some things. I did miss a couple of things, but I think overall is a great, um, great experience. Now, as far as a board game tie-in, is there any board <laughs> games about like breaking out of prison? Um, there's got to um, be, right? I, <gasps> lock up. Lock up. Yes. A lock from, up. There it is. Yeah, from Ooh. Thunderworks. I mean, nice. are they yes. like, it, it's yes, more like 100%. games in prison, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. It's We're prison, doing yeah. very yeah. loosely, very just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, this is... I mean, humans you know. versus kobolds? Kobolds, right? yep. Kobolds, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Well listen, done. this is off the cuff, you know? I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so... Love it. That was our grab bag random question. Um, that, that was a grab bag. I like it. That's fun. That was, that you know... Fun. Not quite board game it doesn't specific, matter. but this it was is adjacent, our podcast, and this is and a lot of fun. Listen, adjacent we sure. know that adjacent. like everybody who listens to this, we hope that you're more than just board games. We are certainly more than just board games. It's true. You know, and like there's a lot of crossover stuff, and I want to bring that out. If it's media, I want to talk about it because there's so mm-hmm. much fun stuff going on, and there's so many like, oh man, I just... I want to talk about like, you know, when Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out on Disney Plus, you better believe we will be talking about that on this podcast. There will be at some an point. entire episode dedicated to it. <laughs> Ruel yes. Derek will like, not be able to shut up. We might have to do a special episode, Derek. You know, is it May 25th yet? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so excited. On the Toppers brought to you by Game Toppers LLC. Game Toppers are a portable gaming top that converts your existing table into a high quality yet affordable gaming solution. Let's move into our next segment. 
and we're going to go to On the Topper, and we're going to talk about the games we've been playing over the last few weeks. Awesome. Ruel, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so recently I played a game that was on my shelf opportunity for a while, and it's one of those games that, like, now that I've played it, I'm kicking myself for not playing it earlier. Mm-hmm. And it is Dinosaur Island Rar and Right. It's okay. the roll and write version of Dinosaur Island. So Dinosaur Island, you know, um, it's basically Jurassic Park, the board game. Um, it was worker placement and, you know, all, all kinds of good stuff. Dinosaur Island Rar and Write takes that and puts it in the roll and write formula. But what it is... It, 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 I played it once and then I played it twice and I played it three times. It's immediately on my top 10 of, of, of roll and write games of all really? time. It wow. is wow. absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to get rid of my copy of Dinosaur Island because this <laughs> is that right? captures wow. the feeling of Dinosaur Island mm-hmm. with less setup. Remember Dinosaur Island? It takes oh, forever yeah. to set up that game, right? Yeah, yeah. It does. This it one, does. all you do is take out the dice and get a sheet of paper and a pen. That is Literally, we're just oh, talking about this today. We were. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Like that Duelisaur roll and write literally yeah. was. It was Dinosaur Island. was Dinosaur See, Island. See, for us, though, yep. uh, I prefer... I prefer Duelasaur Island, the two-player. Have you played yes. that oh, one? Really? Mm-hmm. I have. I really enjoyed Duelasaur, but I feel like Dinosaur Island, Raw and Right, even ca- captures the original game even more. It does. Mm-hmm. It does capture yeah. the game It's much more, more, yeah, the first game, but I yeah. like the the little tweaks and stuff that Duelasaur offers. I do so, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Duelasaur is great, too. I had a little bit of issue with like the placements for the, the building of the placements was interesting to me because one of the things I mean Lizzie and I both that was our big neck take that negative takeaway like corner you to couldn't corner, do corner, corner they had to corner, to have an entire had... space yeah you want to just repeat what I'm sorry. saying sorry we both have the exact <laughs> negative I know though. and we were talking about it, it's like that was the one hang up yeah so I was not eh, the that yeah so you're talking about of it. You're talking about placing the dino or the buildings mm-hmm. or whatever. You cannot no. place them corner to corner. You have to have that space. Yeah, and, and actually, that, just... that that was a little funky at first, but I I like that because it's uh, yet another a different type of mm-hmm. restriction that mm-hmm. you have to deal with. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I really now having said that, I've only soloed it. I have not played it multiplayer, so I don't know how mm-hmm. the multiplayer experience. But the solo game was fantastic. I really enjoyed the feeling of Dinosaur Island in half the time, or even a quarter of the time, basically. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the that's, setup that's on one that, that game I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. It's brutal, the original Dinosaur Yeah, the original Island. just... I mean, I think we've only setup. played it once. It's just, unless you're going to like play it multiple times, or like, yeah. it, it's just a beast to get onto the table. Mm, it, yeah. it really is, yeah. What about you, Jimmy? You, well, you just went on that trip. Why don't you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your, you know, your little vacation away, and then some of the games you got to play? Oh, yeah, we did kind of like a little staycation. It was close to home vacation is what I'm calling it. So we mm-hmm. we, we spent the first half of the week. It, that's code word, dad code for cheap vacation. But uh, we <laughs> we stayed at home for the first part of the week. And uh, then we went to like a neighboring town. And then we went to we, we rented a little kind of cabin uh, about an hour and a half away, something like that. So we, mm-hmm. we just went away. And so the, the first part of the week, I actually got to play uh, a few games solo. And so uh, the second part, we did a whole lot of family stuff. So we did uh, Strike, which is uh, a family favorite for the kids. And it's just yes. so easy to set up. Uh, we played the new uh, Jabba's Palace. It's like the love letter, but the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have played that or not. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, that is on my list that I would like to get. I'm hoping that my local game store picks it up because I love Love Letter. Love Letter mm-hmm. was one of the games we played um, almost nightly when I was deployed. Mm-hmm. Like the guys just oh, wow. loved it. They loved it. They loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's got that mechanism of you just pick a card and play a card. And there's something so like a lot of people might look down on that. But in when you're in that kind of a scenario with kids or friends and you're just hanging out, there's so much fun about not getting bogged down to the rules. No dinosaur island set up. Yep. You know, you just yep. shuffle the cards and you play again, shuffle the cards, play again. And it's just great. And so with the kids, yeah. especially, that's a super easy they know how to play and it, it java's palace introduces like now there's two sects so there's like um the uh, you're either the palace or you're the rebels and so there's new goals now where you could try to collect uh, people from the other side oh and if you have that's cool. more of them than you win and so at the beginning of a round or the beginning of a game i guess you flip out what the scenario will be so it's not the typical love letter 
uh, highest card wins. That isn't how it's always going to work out, but it still comes down to whoever survives, right? So, yeah. uh, so if you can knock them out, you can still do that. But anyway, so it, it's great, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. So we did that. Agreed. That's probably uh, Jimmy. I'm mm. glad you brought that up. It's probably my favorite love letter right now. Mm. Uh, like the three that stand out to me are, you know, Batman love letter. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Yes. The, Marvel. The, the Marvel one? one is really cool. the Marvel one is excellent. Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's uh, the Thanos one. That one's great. It's but also now Jabba's all. Palace yeah. as well is right up there for me. See, when we tried the Marvel, I've got the Marvel one. And I remember we played it with the kids. And for us, it didn't work. It was like, I don't know if it was just mm. too much or too different. You know, now maybe that yeah. we've got Jabba's Palace, maybe we could go to that next level with them. But for whatever reason, it was too big of a jump from the yeah. the batman love letter that we love so anyway so it i guess it works for some doesn't for others you know yeah (laughs) i mean for what it's worth i feel like jabba's palace feels like more pure love letter rather than Mm -hmm. the marvel one the marvel one definitely feels like a step away from the basic formula yeah right right so Yep. So, the, I mean, I could talk more. I mean, I, I've been on vacation, so we played a ton of stuff. You know? <laughs> well, so did you get a chance to play anything new or or was there something that, you know, your kids were really excited about bringing out? I mean, you talked about Strike and Love Letter, but mm-hmm. was there something yeah. that you personally were excited to to get a chance no you know how vacations go we packed a whole bag full of stuff and then we didn't get to them and sometimes that's (laughs) just all in how how you feel you know i brought the the new lost ruins of arnak with the the expedition leaders and i wanted to play that you know just some days when you're too tired it it just didn't make it to the table but uh we did play uh grim masquerade which is a family favorite and um that works for us so well um it teaches the kids how to be good sports when they lose but uh (laughs) and it also keeps them at the table i don't know if you've played some social deduction games when you get knocked out you're just out of the round but with with grim masquerade you have to keep playing cards and there's a wager card so it keeps pulling you back to the table and and that works really good for my kids and family. So that that's a family favorite there. You know, real quick, can I can I uh, talk about a new game that I just played literally like yeah, yeah, two yeah. years ago? Of yeah, course. of course. The new uh, from Thunderworks Games, Ten Penny Parks. Oh, oh I saw that on the your shelf behind you. It's on yeah. the way here right now. Oh I my think, goodness! I, I want think it so people, bad. I think people are going to really like this one. It's um, mm. so I'm a Michelle and I are huge fans of Baron Park. Uh-huh. This feels a little bit like Baron Park with worker placement introduced into Ooh. it. It's oh, it, it's good. Uh, designers Nate Linhart and I think it's his first design, but the mm-hmm. art by mm-hmm. Vincent Dutre. I know there's mm-hmm. a huge, a lot of people love his art for good reason. It, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's just it's a beautiful game. The components are rock solid, and you know probably took about 45 minutes for a two-player game. I, I live-streamed it, so I think you could knock it out e- even a little quicker than that for two players. Wow. But it plays one to four. Um, I'll probably give the solo uh, game a, a real a shot here real soon. But I loved it. It's building a theme park and, um, you know, mm-hmm, you're just, mm-hmm. you know, make or uh, generating income by advertising your park. And you're putting those little polyominoes together. And this mm-hmm. has that little – it's it's interesting. We are just talking about Dinosaur Raw and right. This one, you can only place them diagonally from each other. So only the corners, you cannot put sides to sides. There are only corners that can hit in this one. So a little different. Um, You can expand your park and get more more things there. But yeah, uh, it's a a wonderful, I would probably say a gateway plus game. But I think y'all are going to enjoy it. And that's 10 Penny Parks. Wow, that looks so good. Now, is that a Kickstarter or is that a retail game? Uh, straight to retail from um, uh, Thunderworks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's available to pre-order right now, and it's shipping uh, as we speak. Yep. Oh, good. And that's yeah. such a departure from uh, when I think of Thunderworks games. I'm thinking of right. role player. I'm thinking of you know a cartographer. So this, I'm kind of excited to see them. Of course, they did Cape May, which that was that was oh, different right. from that. They did. You know, but still, yeah. I'm excited to see them kind of go this direction and not not so one note kind of thing yeah, yeah that's cool yeah i i totally agree jimmy i was uh, when i talked to um uh, tim over there when he had reached out we had you know talked about having um them live stream you know he had told me about the game i was like oh i, I was surprised too it wasn't kickstart it was straight to retail i was like hey this mm-hmm. is great you know I, I i love that that you know like you were saying they're taking this different route or different way of uh you know publishing so mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's gonna be a hit for them i'm, I'm not gonna lie i think y'all are gonna enjoy it wow good Good, good. good. I'm excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> what about you two? What have you been up to these days? 
Well, we got uh, Creature Comforts in, so we uh, played our first game of that. It's fantastic. Jimmy, you covered it for us while Derek was deployed, so we didn't get to see it at all, like, you know, like a pre-production copy, you know, we didn't get to play the prototype. Um, So it was brand new to us, fantastic family level worker placement, like just the most adorable art. Really yeah. easy to learn, but some really great choices. Uh, I really like the simultaneous, um, like picking your worker placements. Like everyone does it at the same time, mm-hmm. and then you individually go through and you actually like get your resources or take your actions. Um, but I just I loved everything about it. It was wonderful. Like it's my go-to family weight worker placement at this point. Um, oh, like even beating out Stone Age for me. Um, mm. It's it's such a great production in the gameplay like lizzie says it's just it's so fast with the simultaneous worker placement and then you take your turn i mean jimmy you know i mean it's it's a really quick game um and we added the uh expansions into it and so that added a layer a nice layer for more of your uh gamers not really for kids like i mean kids definitely could do it but the core concept of the game is really great for families and kids but adding in those expansions and asymmetric player powers definitely helped bring up some of the Mm-hmm. complexity and i got to play arc nova today oh i got to play arc nova today that's the, that's the one uh was it all that you expected <laughs> it that's was the one I incredible that and was it's so... funny it's funny because uh isaac villa and uh bob crowell had messaged mike i played with mike henson and a- uh, aj uh, Novacic, and isaac had said okay i want to know how soon Derek says this is my game of the year and so like, Mike was was prodding me. He kept trying to get, and I'm like, "What are you like?" I was really weird. I'm like, "What are you trying to prod me for?" And then he finally told me later, and I was like, "And I was I was telling him like, yeah, I mean, this is good. This will be my top ten of the year." And I wasn't like overly like because I could tell something was going on. So you were sure trying enough, to be reserved. Sure enough, they had a little like side bet going on that I would say like <laughs> round two, it's the game of the year for me because everybody knows I say everything's game of the year. <laughs> but uh, it was everything I expected and it was incredible. Good. The mashup of some of the best mechanisms from some of my favorite games. Uh, Rajas of the Ganges with the two tracks meeting to trigger the end. Terraforming oh. Mars with the engine building. You have uh, the tiling of something like a Baron Park or a New York Zoo where you're building out a zoo and you're placing uh, cubes on them that represent different animals. And oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to try to teach it to Lizzie this weekend because I have a. Uh, I really think that she's going to really enjoy it. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And, you, you know, we were talking about this uh, last show. Uh, I'd gone to Dice Tower West, and so did Stephanie. And literally, like, every other table at some, some point, it just seemed like every other table was playing it, and people were just raving about it. So I cannot <laughs> wait to play it. so, so, mm-hmm. so good. Um, nice. And I ended up winning, which helped, right? I mean, that did help. But uh, <laughs> it was still <laughs> I won. Listen, it's because I don't get to win games very often because I'm playing against Lizzie. So when I get to win, I'm really excited about it. So dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) You win plenty. You beat me at Creature Comforts. I did beat you at Creature Comforts. That was another close game. You beat me at Lots filled in. That's another game. Uh, I did beat you at Lots. We played that. Uh, Roll them right. Very cute. (laughs) Lots is great because it uses a mechanism I don't see a whole lot in in Roll and Rights in that you draft two dice and one of them is picked for a color and the other one represents the shape you're you're drawing Mm -hmm. in. And that's Mm -hmm. such a really cool mechanism that works really well in this one because it's more like Mm -hmm. kind of a Tetrisy feel and then you've got an area control where you're trying to get the most color, like most of a color in touching in the yeah. within like the building that you're building. I really mm. enjoy it. It's a really fun, quick game. Very good small cool. box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that one. Um, what else? I mean, so the on the topper segment is meant to just honestly be something we all talk about. And uh if you want to bring out more games, I mean it's it's a totally open form. You know, you don't have to feel bad about like talking about a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of games. Cool. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to jump right in then and uh, give you another <laughs> game. Um, about a, a like, I'll say like two hours before we're, we're uh, coming here to record, Michelle and I just played Luzon Rails, uh, L-U-Z-O-N Rails. It's a cube rails game that was on mm-hmm. Kickstarter about a year and a half ago or so. Um, okay. This one, it's special to us because we're both, our heritage is Filipino. And this mm-hmm. one is set in the Philippines and you are turn of the century um, investors in railways. 
So you're, you know, um, it's a cube rails game. So you're investing in uh, stocks of different rail, uh, rail companies, your lane track, and you're trying to manipulate uh, their, their value so you can uh, pay dividends at the end of the round to get the most money. And what's interesting mm-hmm. about this, I'm not a train guy, a train game guy. I mean, I do take right. a ride. That's pretty much it. But it's, <laughs> it's not an 18xx. It's, it's a cube rails, uh-huh. which I'm new. This is new to me. Um, but we really enjoyed it. Uh, it was so good. Uh, it plays three players, but there is a two-player variant that we found on BGG where it adds in a dummy player. And I, okay. we thought it worked well. We made a couple of mistakes as in our learning game, but it was really neat to just manipulate all the stocks and try to like, okay, I have all the stocks in this one, but now if Michelle buys one, it basically lowers the value of mine. And then mm. it, it's got a lot of that in it. Um, and I think for like an introductory uh, game to this type of genre, I thought it worked really well. And uh, for us, it was really neat because, you know, uh, having visited the Philippines uh, just a few years ago, you know, seeing some of the cities and stuff that we're familiar with. And, you know, it's got some nice touches uh, to that. But um, we were excited because it was sitting on my shelf of opportunity for like a year, uh, about a year. Um, my buddy, Mike Risley, that uh, produces the Five by podcast, so, which I'm also a part of. He had gifted me a copy, surprised me with a copy because I had missed the Kickstarter. So shout out to you, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, it's out of print now, but according to the designer, he is working with a company now to hopefully print out a second edition because I think this should be in more. I should. I think this should be on more tables. Uh, it's a wonderful game that is Luson Rails. Have you all played ra- uh, uh, Cube Rails games or train games? Or anything? No, I have never played mm-hmm. any of those. Admittedly, mm-hmm. we don't play a whole lot of train games. Yeah. I mean, railway, Railways of the World is one of the few train games we've yeah, played. Yeah, we enjoyed that, too. Um, I would Maglove say this Metro. is similar to... Oh, Maglev Metro is so oh, Maglev good. Metro. Nice. Love that game. So this um, this uh, particular one, the Cubes, uh, Cube Rails um, genre, I guess it's not really a pick up and deliver. It's more strictly focused on the economics of, hey, you really mm-hmm. want to pump up certain stocks that you own, and you sort of want to devalue uh, your opponent's... Um, so uh, I wouldn't call it a mean game, but it's definitely uh, got some a little bit of like sort of semi take that to it. But it, it's a wonderful I, I think it's a wonderful introduction to the genre. And I, I'm looking forward to like playing more of these games in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Forbidden Games has one um, oh, this, something Baron Tycoon. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, OK. What it's yeah. called. Um, Were you you're like betting on the the. The rails and it's like a uh-huh. stock. Yeah, it's a stock game. Yeah, it was like one of its game. first. I believe it was one of his first. Yeah, I can't think of the name for, for the life of me. Yeah, though. it's totally slipping my mind. But um, oh, that that sucks. I can't think of it. We just got a chance to. I was able to teach. Well, I say teach. So for those of you who are listening, who who um, maybe you have botched or really screwed up a teach of a game. No, I, I did that today. today. So oh, no. no one's perfect. <laughs> We're yeah. all human. I attempted and extremely poorly taught everyone how to play Scout, which is a new okay. Oink game. Now no. the game so, like, is super small box. phenomenal. It was pretty fun. It is my favorite small box card game to date of this year. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Well, of this year. Like it's it's Right now, my leading card game, like when you're talking small box game, card game, it, right now, this is the leading that that per- genre. Like mm-hmm. last year, 10 was in my like small box mm-hmm. card game, and it ended up being in my top 10 of the year. Scout absolutely has an opportunity to make it in my top 10 of this year. Mm-hmm. I really botched the play and oh, the teach, no. but we fixed it in about like what the second or third round. Mm-hmm. Maybe the third round. Reading the rules. <laughs> Maybe the third <laughs> round. See, I was taught at Gamma and I. I didn't retain a lot of that. So I should have read the rules again previous to playing, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, we have some time before dinner, so let's pull it out and let's let's play, right? Well, the first thing mm-hmm. he does, he's like, okay, everyone gets 11 cards. He starts dealing. He deals it by two. So he gets <laughs> halfway through, there's four of us, and he's like, wait, does everyone have 11 cards? I was like, no, two of us have 12 and two of you have 10. <laughs> you did that wrong. And he was like, oh. Yeah, that math doesn't work, by the way. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, if I deal all the cards, everyone should have enough. I'm like, that would work if you were giving everyone single cards. <laughs> Anyways, what did you think about the game after you, you know? It was actually pretty good. I mean, it was a very interesting take in that uh, once the cards are dealt, you pick them up and then. Like, you can't, like, rearrange your hand or, like, reshuffle them or, like, 
like the oh. way the cards are dealt, that's how you hold it. Yeah. So you do have the opportunity to flip them upside down because they're cut in half. So like half of it is one number and half of it's the other. And you're looking for uh, pairs or runs. Um, so you can look okay. at it one way and be like, okay, I have this much. If I flip it the other way, okay, I have, you know, you know, see which hand is better. So that was very interesting that you can't mess with the order of the cards or anything. Um, yeah. So I could see why some people would be like, oh, my goodness, it's so much luck or like you you have very little control over. Um, but I really enjoyed the puzzle of being like, OK, how many times like how few moves can I get to where I can get like a very useful hand? Like how many cards do I have to get mm. rid of? How many cards mm. would I have to pick up to make this useful? Yeah. Uh, and I did pretty well. I mean, I ended up getting you second. You ended up getting second. Yeah. I was winning until the last round. And then Derek. I went out. It, and I, actually, I had yeah. a bunch in my hand because you get negative points for the cards in your hand. So I had a, a poor last round. But it was it was a very interesting, very different um, like trick taking game. And I always enjoyed a good trick taker. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, OK. So it was so it, it's, it's kind of trick taking. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it okay. is because you're trying I to mean, do like runs. And so it's trick. Well, it's hard to tell because like not everybody bit, not plays like, together. Like you play to the left of you. So like you'll play something out and then. The next player will try to like beat whatever you've played. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one to try to figure out like exactly what the mechanism yeah. is. I would say trick taking is like the closest, but it's not a perfect. I'm actually going to look it up on BGG because I'm interested to see what they <laughs> what they call what it. They call it, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that you bring up that whole mechanism. You have your cards and you cannot move them around your hand. I was just talking to Rado about this, and we're talking about that classic game Bonanza. Do you remember yes, Bonanza? Yes, yes. It's the same type of thing. That Uwe Rosenberg, you cannot. And for me, it it always fails me because I am a poker player at heart. The yeah, second okay. I get cards in my hand, I'm immediately putting them in. Yeah, right, Jimmy? The suits uh-huh. and numbers. And I always screw up that game whenever I play it. So oh, it's like, no. oh, it drives me crazy. But this one, I mean, I would, I would totally give it a shot. And I, I pretty much love everything that Oink does. So the fact that it's an Oink game, uh, you know. Yeah, it, you're it, it, ladder climbing is, is what it's oh, okay. called. So ladder yeah. climbing is that mechanism. Um, super good. And then I got a chance to, I, uh, on BGA, uh, we've got a group of people who play almost nightly on BGA and we've been playing a lot of six nymphed recently, which oh, yeah. makes me want to absolutely flip a table. <laughs> I oh. probably will decline to play that game in person because I'm just, it doesn't go well for me. Oh, no. <laughs> it is extremely frustrating, but it's also just frustrating for everyone involved. Uh, I, I jokingly called it masochism, the card game yesterday, uh, <laughs> because it's just wild. If you've never played six nymphs, it's a game where you've got five different or four or five different levels and you're playing cards in sequential order, but not all the cards are dealt. So in a round, everybody plays a card in earliest, like lowest card goes first, uh, highest card goes last, and you're trying to fit them into a row. Well, when there's five cards in a row, the row busts, and whoever plays that fifth card has to take all the cards, and then it decreases your points. It's actually a really weird game where everybody starts with 66 points, and it's the first one to lose everything triggers the end. Oh, okay. And let me tell you, it is so frustrating, but we play it every night and it's hilarious because we all just yell at each other. Um, so I say that I because this game. I love this game. <laughs> no, seriously, that's like it is. We're like, why is this game so fun? But we all hate it. Um, yeah. We even yeah. played Marrakesh, which is on BGA. Oh, I don't know if you know anything Marrakech. about Marrakesh. I love Marrakesh. So I bought it on eBay because we've been playing so much that it's because such a we fun don't have good games. No, listen, it's going to be one of the first games we do in our segment. Lizzie and I are going to do uh, probably once a month. We're going to do a Tales from the Crypt where we pull out a game that's like five years or older and we are going to live stream it. So Marrakesh nice. is going to be one of those games. Like we want to get these games that are seemingly forgotten. Marrakesh is so good. It is yep. such an unassuming area control game you're thinking oh you're laying down these rugs and like you're trying and then all of a sudden you get hit for 15 uh, money and you're like what and little assam is running around and you're like what the heck is going on and it's so unassuming but it's so cutthroat and it's really good so we played that today awesome (laughs) yeah and it's one of those things like People, uh, you know, hardcore gamers will say, oh, they never play roll and move games. I'm like, play Marrakesh. It is a roll and move game, but it is outstanding. It's got that area wow. control thing. And like you said, totally unassuming. It's like, oh, just roll, move little the character around. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, now I owe you like all this money because I landed on your <laughs> carpet. 
so much yeah. fun. Yeah, Hi- highly, it's, highly recommend. It's so fun. Um, yeah, so you know, on BGA, we we have a lot of we play a lot of games on there. Really fun. We played Lucky Numbers recently on there, which is like Sudoku, the game at that point. Um, really interesting because you're taking your drafting tiles and trying to get them. Just it's Sudoku, like you know, columns and rows, and they all have to be in sequential order. So like you can't, you know, uh, a number that's going to bust you on a row can't be placed in a in a column and stuff like that. So. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I got will the eyes know? from Lizzie. She's like, will you? Mm, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have a game that they would like to talk about before we move on? No? I mean, I, I do have one more, but I, I don't okay, want to do it. Do it. Do it. No, no, no. No, she was Dude, giving me he the was eyes. hogging it. <laughs> he's just like four in a row you're good real you share okay okay uh so i finally got to play uh this one was um i heard a lot of hype about this last year but uh zapotec from board and dice this is a uh euro game classic euro it's just you're getting resources turning them into other resources and eventually building stuff but what this does so well is it gives you that really? I, I like I love games like this where it gives you like a full gaming experience in about forty five minutes, less than an hour. You know, like uh, not like a standard like Euro game that may like take two hours or whatever. No, they right. really stri- streamline this one, and it's um, the designer is I want to say his name correctly, Fabio Lopiano, and he's mm-hmm. the uh, gentleman that did Kalimala and uh, Merv and um, okay. an, another one, but uh, th- those are the two big hits he's done before and. I played this the other day with my buddy Daryl, and it was an instant hit. Both times, wow. or both of us after the game, were like, "We got to play this game. It's so good. It's so streamlined. Yet it's it's really tight. I mean, you you literally have five rounds. That's it. And mm. in each of those rounds, you have a few steps you can take. And it's oh, it's one of those games where I want to do it all, but I don't have enough, yeah. you know, time to do it. I don't have enough actions. And then I want to get this spot, but I know Ruel's going to take it, so I need to do it now. But then. I have to wait till later to do my other thing. Um, it, it's it's really neat. The 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 main action is basically you each select a card simultaneously, and then whoever has the lower of the two cards, the numbers, they go first, and then they get mm-hmm. to do their stuff first and resolve. So it's got a little. Oh, it, it's oh my gosh, it's so good. It was I was so bu- It was another one of those games. I I wish I would have played it sooner, but I'm glad that I did now. Um, People listening, you can't see it, but it is on the back of my uh, on my shelf and behind me, which means it's a good thing. That's good. It is. I, I'm looking a while. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is uh, Zapotec from uh, Fabio Lopiano at uh, Board and Dice. Our next segment is brought to you by KickTrack. KickTrack is a crowdfunding analytics and discovery platform. Howdy, partner. It's Derek with the Board Game Spotlight. Today, as part of our KickTrack Spotlight, we're going to take a look at a game that is currently live on Kickstarter. They are looking to fund, and it's called High Noon Showdown. This is a fast-paced, simultaneous play card game set in, you guessed it, the Wild West, and you are attempting to bring your opponent's life points down to zero. It is a last man standing type situation, and you are going to use your hand of cards in order to attack or defend. So if you're the attacker, you're looking to build out a hand of cards in either a run of numbers or all of the same suit or all the same type of number. And depending on how you do that, you'll be able to deal a certain number of damage to your attacker or to the person you're attacking. Now, if you're trying to defend yourself, you're going to have a hand of cards and you're going to build this hand of cards. And in order to defend and stop damage, you will play pairs of cards down to the table, and those will stop um, damage that is coming at you. Um, The game is very fast-paced. It seems like a a great game for a game night as far as like a big crowd uh, of players. It uh, looks fairly easy to pick up. There are asymmetric player powers. It plays three to eight players. Uh, Some of the characters in the game, you have you know, you have your outlaw and you have the marshal and you have a duchess, but there is a space cowboy, which I think is hilarious because as you can imagine, it's an alien. Uh, and I, I think it, I think that's a really uh, funny introduction, introduction into the game. I, that character seems pretty, pretty cool. Um, and the, uh, the asymmetric player powers, the variable player powers look really interesting too, as far as like bringing in a nice layer of strategy to the game. Uh, otherwise, you know, 
trying to draw and, and form uh, your hand of cards in, in order to attack or defend. So if this sounds like a game that's interesting to you, if you think that your game group would enjoy something like this, I definitely uh, would recommend t- taking a look at it. They have a, a print and play pledge. They have a basic pledge for $25. Uh, and then they have, you know, pledges for uh, if you want extra copies of the game. So again, High Noon Showdown, which is currently live on Kickstarter. Go take a look at that if that sounds like something that's up your alley. Thanks for listening. This interview is sponsored by This Little Bean of Mine, bringing you fresh, unique coffee within two weeks of roasting. Okay, great. I'm here with Jennifer Graham Mack from Keymaster Games. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you're over at Keymaster. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and what is kind of happening with Keymaster in 2022. Oh, so uh, it's been a busy year. I can't <laughs> uh-huh. believe that it's uh, already almost April. So uh, right. I am the community manager uh, over at uh, Keymaster Games. I do community and marketing and uh, a little bit of development there too. We're a, we're a small four going into five, six person team. Uh, right now. Uh, so we all do a, a little bit of everything. We all wear a lot of different hats. Um, and uh, we've we've just released uh, Caber Europe, which is uh, our two-player heisting game set uh, uh, where pitting the pits people against each other as uh, masterminds uh, to rob the most luxurious places in Europe. Um, and that's had a really exciting release. We're really glad to have that in people's hands after the Kickstarter. Um, people are loving it. They're getting it to the table. Um, and we're seeing lots of cool things. And uh, so that's a, that's a game that um, we're, we're excited to be putting out um, and getting onto people's tables right now. Um, and I mean, 2022 is shaping up to be um, quite a busy year mm-hmm. <laughs> with lots of things that uh, I can't quite talk about yet, but we just announced uh, Parks Wildlife uh, coming this, this summer. Um, and I think people will find that that's kind of just the, the beginning uh, of a lot of announcements for us. Yeah, totally. And then now I've seen uh, some of your products on the shelf at Target, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, Parks and Trails are uh, uh, headliners at Target, and we're really excited mm. about that. We, we uh, it's, it's awesome to be on those shelves and um, really just helps open, you know, like uh, Target is doing such an excellent job curating uh, a collection of games that um, is, is uh giving people an opportunity to, to join in, you know, like creating inroads for, for new folks to uh, experience board games for the first time or find their, that, that, that first experience, you know, it's very exciting to think about, um, you know, if we think about our first time uh, uh, playing a board game, I think about it all of the time. And uh, mm-hmm. to think that we get to make games that could potentially be somebody's first time like that is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And then for me as a, as a, uh, someone who's trying to invite people over to game night and hang out with them and do stuff. And then for me to be able to say, Oh, by the way, this is, I mean, of course I want them to be able to support a local game shop. And thankfully we have one in my town, but mm-hmm. uh, not everyone's able to do that. So it's just, I don't know. There's some sense of pride in me to be able to say, Oh yeah, it's at target. Just run by there and pick it up. That's, that's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. And some, you know, like those inroads lead to, uh, 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 a, a deeper dive. Uh, you know, for me, uh, my wife and I um, bought our first modern board game, you know, like yeah. outside of uh, the realm of uh, the monopolies and the risks and the scrabbles um, right. in our lives. We bought that at Barnes and Noble. Um, we got uh-huh. a fresco if we were on a, a date to, uh, to Barnes and Noble because we like book, bookstore dates and um, picked up fresco. And that was uh, that was kind of it for us. And what that led to was uh, us finding and seeking out, um, hobby stores, uh, taking mm-hmm. that deeper dive where, um, you know, uh, uh, we, w- when you buy out <laughs> the, all of the games that Barnes and Noble or Target has on the <laughs> shelves, you got, well, you're like, and you're like, what's, you know, what's next? What um, next? so it, it led to us going down this path and, and, uh, you know, uh, having those, uh, what's amounted to really lifelong friendships with people who also um, love spending time at the table with us. Uh, you know, like there's, it's, it's just a, it's just that, that open door and uh, we're happy to have those potential doors open um, in as many places as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, how long has uh, Keymaster been around? Uh, I, I thought I saw that on the, the website somewhere about when it started and all of yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's um, seven, seven years, uh, seven, almost eight years uh, now. Uh-huh. Uh 
mm-hmm. 20, I believe, uh, started in 2014 because it's the same year uh, as my store. I'm pretty sure. That's how oh, I, wow. that's how I measure things. <laughs> you definitely. <laughs> well, I, I just asked that because it's gotta be, I mean, in the life of board games, right. You know, mm-hmm. like what you said, there's so many that come and so many that go in a year and then, you know, the new hot fresh. And then, but then I think about as a company, like it's still got to feel so brand new, you know, and the, the hobby is moving so fast now and so many things are coming out, but Keymaster, even though it's been around for seven years, that still feels pretty young for a company oh, to yeah. be feet on the ground and get going and all of that. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. We are, um, introduced to, um, new, I- new ideas that just, uh, the, the possibilities with, um, uh, that, that manufacturing offers the, the cool, really incredible things that, um, uh, publishers are exploring and, and developing, you know, just seeing how, um, other publishers and companies kind of push the fold. Uh, I'm, you know, like I'm coming fresh off of uh, literally coming from, uh, opening my box of, uh, return to dark tower downstairs. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard not to look at that and be like, should we make a plastic tower that's electronic? <laughs> when are we getting into app? <laughs> Come right. on. I don't know if we're, I don't know. This is not to say that we're doing that, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> right. Um, that is, that's still very exciting for us too, to, um, uh, and, uh, so there's, um, uh, I'm really incredibly proud of, of the stuff that we've put out, um, and the work that we've done together. Um, because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, you know, I love, I, I don't just, uh, enjoy seeing other people with them on the table. I love to put our games on the table, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, um, which I think is, uh, a, a kind of a testament to us making right decisions, making those good choices of, um, the, the, what next, what to do next mentality. Um, but, it, but mm-hmm. there's plenty to learn and, and you've got to stay, keep up on your, on your toes, you know, to see, um, what the, what the next possibility uh, could be even from uh-huh. uh, you know like a, right now how to be uh, as environmentally conscious as possible we're mm-hmm. you know doing things that are uh, very product forward and we want to keep making excellent products and we're also trying to push into being as environmentally conscious as possible while we're doing that mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing so the the future is is good for keymaster then I, th- I think that you'll <laughs> I, have... <laughs> I, I hope so <laughs> yeah so so if i had to pin you down and say what's your favorite keymaster game what are you gonna what are you gonna pick uh it's uh, it is actually it is caper europe i but i uh, but i you know like i i i i do really uh enjoy caper europe i um it's such a fun snappy uh uh tug of war um Mm -hmm. uh game for just two players it's just uh unai rubio is the designer and and there's just such an excellent uh game experience and and uh um because there's four cities in the game and and you can put different stuff in it's so it's so great to um uh you can just experience this really wide breadth of strategy opportunities Mm -hmm. um that's uh it's just a ton of fun that's not not to say that i don't love the um in your head uh 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 take that mentality that's in gameplay that's in uh, campy creatures, for example, you know, that's our mad scientist, uh, uh, game. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's a ton of fun with the right crowd. You know, like there's, uh, you get, you know, people, we play that campy creatures as a team. The four of us mm-hmm. play it as a team. It's uh, the, those are some great games, you know, like when mm-hmm. you can get the right people to the table playing the right game, that's what it's all about. Then you have tons of great experiences and, of course, I love introducing people to parks. It never, it never ceases to be um, so inspirational to, uh, mm. maybe that sounds a little cheesy, but uh, to see people experiencing parks for the first time is uh, so much fun. Mm. The, um, I was noticing on the, the, the gameplay times for these, you know, parks, mm-hmm. 40 to 70 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, can't be creatures, you know, I, I can't read there, but maybe 30 minutes on that 20 to 30 minutes ca- caper. It looked like it was maybe somewhere in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So is that a, is that a, a topic of discussion at Keymaster length of game? Are you trying to, uh, hit a certain time frame, or is it just what, whatever makes sense for the game? Yeah, no, it's, um, it, uh, uh, it, it is to, yes, the answer is yes to both of those. Um, to uh-huh. a certain extent, um, it is what makes sense to the game, but, um, we don't want 
games to really feel like they're overstaying their welcome at the table. Um, uh, you know, like uh, Caper Europe plays in 30 minutes, but really like you can crank out a game of that in, in 20 trails is the same way, like at a mm-hmm. um, four person, you're kind of pushing into that 30 minute range, but like it really maxes out at that. Um, and Space Park is the same way. Uh, they're, they're um, if you're having a great time um, um, and, and like it just kind of comes to a conclusion, these games kind of like there's there's just a moment. It's trying to find that right moment where it, it feels good to stop a game um, or or things don't get into push into this really like drawn out territory. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's great if people are having a good time at the table and, and things go a little longer as long as that feels kind of natural. Um, but we really want, uh, we don't want people to feel like there's this ton of, a ton of downtime, um, Mm -hmm. in between their turns. We, we want them to kind of stay engaged in the, in the thing that they're doing or enjoy something new, you know? I love that. And, and I, I, I'm totally in that camp too. I'm with you there that, that I, I love, especially when I'm bringing new people to the table to give them an experience that they walk away and almost say, Oh, is it over already? You know, as opposed to when, (laughs) what is, you know, I was at a game night once and the, one of the people that was explaining it, they were tired of the game and they were just in the teach. They hadn't even gotten to the table yet. So mm-hmm. it was pretty tough, you know? So I, I do appreciate uh, this time frame that you have to me, like 90 minutes to is like the top of the range where most people are comfortable sitting down at the table and trying something out. So yeah, anyways, I, I'm, I'm a fan. No, no, no. I, I, it's um just, uh, there is really that realism. We we're a company that values bringing family to the table. So mm-hmm. we as uh, uh, we all have families and, and, mm-hmm. and we definitely bring that into, uh, into our development process. This idea that like, Hey, um, we don't have uh, days and days. There's not just this open-ended uh, euphoria of, of <laughs> gameplay as much as we would love to do that. We, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, my wife and I were recently learning a new game and it literally took us all day mm. to learn and play through the game. And as much as I enjoy that game uh, now that I play, have played it and understand it as much as that's intriguing to me, um, there's, there's other, there's other things. It's okay. I have many hobbies that are not mm-hmm. board game hobbies, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe too many, but I really enjoy doing mm-hmm. them. You know, I, we enjoy in the summertime being outside gardening. Um, I, uh, do a little fly fishing. We go camping. There's lots of stuff. We want to be able to do those things and also have bring this along with us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, uh, making it this domineering, um, uh, factor. Yes, no, I totally understand because board gamers tend to be very obsessive about some of this and we do expect the world to fall in love with games the way that we do and and people do have hobbies and people do have loves and passions and so that's great. I appreciate that. So. And all of those things inspire us to, you know, like if we didn't have the loves and passions for being outside parks wouldn't exist, right? Wow. Like that's a, yeah. that's a, you know, that's where that comes from is those, those other passions. So, uh, making time for those other passions that get us excited to take these, these sort of, uh, uh beats, these moments to reflect on them and, uh, uh, celebrate them at the table with people is, uh, you know, we want, we want them to, those things to live in harmony with each other. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, well, great. Well, it has been a joy talking with you today. I appreciate it so much. And uh, for people to find out more about your company, uh, where should they go? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can find Keymaster uh, at keymastergames.com uh, uh, for all of our new products coming up. In fact, uh, we've got a pre-order going on right now for um, some board game uh, 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 game night swag. Uh, it's a collaboration with Hoodspot Design. Um, they made an incredible t-shirt. You can pick it up uh, on our website right now. Um, and, uh, you, if you want to follow us on social media for new and, uh, upcoming news on all the things that I can't talk about right this <laughs> second, um, you can find us at Keymaster Games. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it has been great talking with you. Thanks so much. And now for Industry Insider, where we pull back the curtain to talk about what it takes to make the board games that we love. All right, so we're going to move into the last segment uh, where we are going to talk about Gamma. I know I was the only one that went to Gamma. We are. It means him. I mean, no, no, no. But like, I'm sure people saw Gamma. Maybe some people, other people have been to Gamma. I mean, we know Gamma 
runs Origins. I mean, it's the game, you know, association that that does what we do in this industry, right? So Gamma was really awesome this year. Uh, there was more content creators at the show than ever before, um, mm-hmm. which was great. I was able to meet, you know, some people I had not met or at least was able to spend more time with people that I'd met previously, like Grant Lyon and Daniel Strandring and Kid Splaining, the, the Burrells, Devin Norris. I mean, there were so many content creators there and we had such a great time getting uh, to know each other and hanging out. Um, and seeing the show, I just want to give a huge shout out to Rachel Blask. Uh, is it Blask or Blasky? I, I, I never know. But Rachel, you did an amazing job um, wow. with coordinating everything as the events, you know, coordinator and manager and everything that she's been doing there. So kudos, hats off to you. It was a great show. Uh, I went for Wise Wizard mostly, though, uh, as their new director of ga- uh, game development. So it was my first time to actually be with Robin, uh, Robin, the team and get a chance to kind of like osmosis, you know, pull in as much information I could just listening to him talk about uh, what Wise Wizard does and uh, meeting retailers. You know, it was just a really cool experience. You know, there were no sales there. It was right. just uh, publishers showing off their games to retailers and giving games to retailers so that they could have demo copies. Uh, or giving some uh, games to content creators, like some of the new ones I saw from Floodgate. There's a game called Decorum, which is about like feng shui and like rearranging a, a, a house, which sounded really interesting. Hmm. They had one about kites, which is a cooperative uh, real time game where kites are flying and you play a, a kite and there's like five or six different sand timers and you play a kite color and you uh-huh. have to make sure that the sand timer never expires. Okay. So it was very interesting, very frantic. Uh, watch that one. So it was just a really cool experience. And I, I'm glad that they have expanded Gamma Trade Show to content creators mm-hmm. because it really affords publishers more of a, a chance to to talk. At, at, at shows, we're so busy as a publisher demoing games, making sales, meeting your fans and everything that it's tough to be able to sit down and talk to content creators, right? Or for content creators to even get an interview or pictures or video. And so I think that's going to be something that I'm really excited for them to continue doing because I think it's really important to publishers. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have anything to add about Gamma? I don't know if I, I mean, did you go a couple years ago, Ruel, in 2020? I, I did not, and I, okay. it's, it's, I appreciate you sharing your experiences because I know this is the the first show where they really made an effort to reach out to those content creators, and and like you said, Derek, I think it's exciting, and I think it's great that content creators now have access, uh, more access to not only publishers but to each other at an event like this, where you know you can meet someone, you know, spend more time with them, uh, get to know them, and also you know share resources, and um, I, I think it's. Uh, a great thing and um, I'm glad to hear that your experience was uh, was a good one yeah it was good I mean I don't know what else to say I got to see some really cool <laughs> games that aren't nice. released yet I got to like one of my favorite parts about it was game nights every night from like 9 to 11 you would go to this big uh, ballroom and they'd have tons of tables and you could just play the new games coming out like Jay Cormier had his new game uh, draw the line I think it's what it's called um sounds really interesting it's a party game um i didn't get a chance to demo that but i watched people playing it and everybody was having a great time there um got to see a lot of just new stuff and that was uh super fun so yeah and they're moving to kentucky in a couple years they are moving to kentucky louisville which will be great for us (laughs) worse for people on the on the west coast well i think everyone is happy as moving uh, yeah. out of reno though i think yeah. that was yeah. a very difficult place to get in and out of i, I heard about a lot of like canceled flights and stuff like that i heard there was yeah i heard like even like some publishers were there like a day late because of stuff like that oh, wow. so yeah absolutely yeah it was uh tough so louisville kentucky is where it's going to be in 2024 i'm looking really looking forward to that one uh driving distance for us so it'd be cool nice mm-hmm. yeah. anything's driving distance if you put your heart into it <laughs> i mean that's true <laughs> i saw people actually drive to reno from like the midwest and i was like wow okay yeah. all right mm-hmm. i mean we drove to california how many times uh i don't even want to think about it <laughs> wow. that's a Dude. long ride. yeah we did it's a long drive oh man have we done like we've done three or four cross-country moves we've done two fully cross-country and we've done to Illinois to California, California. Oh my back gosh! To yeah, it's wild. Wow. I, do <laughs> I don't want to do that. How again. long does that take, y'all? To what? I mean, I'm assuming it's a, at least a two day drive, right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so the first time we did Georgia to California and like with the army, because that's when we were moving for the first couple of times, they mm-hmm. don't want you to do more than like five. Like, obviously, like you're driving as much as you want, but like they try to like spread it out more and be like, don't drive more than like five or six hours. So we did it pretty leisurely. I think we did it in like a week and we did a lot of sightseeing because we oh, didn't get cool. um, a honeymoon. We we got married and moved like straight to Georgia. Uh, oh, my gosh. We had to move our wedding like a whole month or it was like a whole thing. So we kind of treated that as like our little honeymoon. So we uh, went to Florida. We went to Baton Rouge. We went to NASA. We hit the Alamo. We hit um, – we drove through Roswell. That was not worth it. Uh, and then we did the no. Grand Canyon <laughs> and then we did Vegas before we made it all the way to our new home. Um, oh, wow. So that one was actually probably like the best trip. We did a lot of like – triple d like diners drive-ins and dives restaurants we planned out like this huge road trip like we had like everything marked down like we're gonna have lunch here we are going to have dinner (laughs) here we went to um oh is it santa wait where is oh albuquerque where albuquerque um, yes what's it there was a mexican restaurant there right is it we're talking about no i'm talking that was in Okay. That was in Arizona when we saw the Green Canyon. Okay. I'm talking about the the in show Albert Breaking Kirk? Bad. Is oh, oh yes, Breaking Bad. Breaking did you go yes. to Los Poyos Hermanos? Or? I don't think. I think Derek wanted to, and I wasn't like into the show, so I was like, eh. But like, I think we went by like the car wash we or something. And Derek was like, oh, yeah. it's the car wash. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. Okay, oh, you're excited. Yeah, Lizzie's never watched Breaking Bad. You made me watch like two episodes, and I was I didn't like, "Make you?" I said, "You want to watch you this?" And then strongly it wasn't for encouraged. You. I was like, "No, I don't want to watch it." And he's like, "Watch an episode or two. And I watched two episodes, and I said, "No." Yeah. I said, "This is Which not is for me." Which is fair. I was that, like, that show yeah, was incredible, but it was a one-time yeah. watch for me. I can't watch that yeah. multiple times. Yeah, um, yeah. it's just pretty heavy. Uh, but yeah, we love diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh yeah, <laughs> we still like look up like we're gonna travel. Like, is there anything close we can hit? You know, to to go take a look. at? Or just like anything from Food Network because there's so many yeah. great uh, creators on there, and so it's really helped get Derek out of his like comfort zone of like I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. Derek is like burgers, chicken fettuccine, and like <laughs> pizza. <laughs> like he's a very simple. Like I've eaten this, I know it's yeah. good. I'm not gonna yeah. like. Yeah. I'm a I mean, safe eater. Me just getting him to like add an egg to his burger was revolutionary. <laughs> but amazing. Well, that well, best thing ever. Yes. I, I love that though. Like, uh, so you would just, uh, you would plan your trips around, you know, uh, diners, mm-hmm. drivers. In. That, that's something Michelle and I would mm-hmm. do. Uh, the last road trip we did a few years ago, uh, going up the uh, Pacific coast, we, mm-hmm. we had an app, I think it was called like Roadside America or something. And it was like just... We would just go and drive along, and I'd be driving Michelle or either one of us. We'd look on the app. I was like, oh, hey, there's a, a big giant olive on the side of the road here. Let's go stop by there and take a picture. You know, just random yeah. stuff like that. You know, I was like, oh, here's you know a place known for its you know coffee or, or chicken or whatever. And so it, it's a lot of fun. We, we found, like, we stopped in Oregon, and we found a big mural of the Simpsons, and it was in Springfield, Oregon, of course. So of Springfield course. Uh, for mm-hmm. Simpsons fans out there. Yeah, so... Random thing. I love doing random things like that on the road. I feel like that's you know su- such a cool thing to do. Did you drive to Vegas when you went to um, Dice Tower West? Yeah, yeah. So did we you pass the that sculpture? What is it like the seven something? Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. and I was like, "What is that like?" I keep seeing because we would fly out of Vegas when we lived out there, and yeah, so we're like, we "What is this? What is it?" And I think so one time much. we stopped and we're like. This was not worth it. No, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's just rocks, you know, just colored rocks, you know, and you take your, Listen, you take your photo art, and go. Cool, okay? It's art, okay? It's art. It is art, yeah. It got us to stop. It piqued our interest. Um, it did its job. Yep. But. So um, I want to know before we, before we sign off, um, throw everybody curveball, but it shouldn't be a hard one, okay? I want to know what is one game off your shelf of opportunity that you are looking forward to trying out in the next few weeks. So it's not, hopefully it's not hard. I know you can, we can look at our shelf of opportunity. I've got some stuff over here, Lizzie. Um, and then, you know, kind of some stuff that's over there, but. Well, you, I will start. You, yeah. I am looking forward to learning Ignite. Uh, Ignite is an asymmetric uh, uh, battler game mm-hmm. that looked phenomenal on Kickstarter. Um, uh, I can't remember the designer's name, but he reached out to me. And uh, asked if we could if we could review it, and I said absolutely. I mean, it looks inc- it looks really cool. There are some really neat things going on. It, it had gotten some pretty good um, reviews that I'd seen, 
And I am looking forward to learning that because it's supposed to be pretty good at two players. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll go. I looked up the game. Uh, today we got from the op uh, Sorcerer's Arena. Yes. So oh. Derek played it online. I think you were the first one to play it online and then you talked to him at Gamma. I was one of the first content creators. Okay. Like, online. yeah. Yeah. Um, so they sent us a copy. Derek has been raving about it. Uh, I love it's all so things good, Disney. Though. I love so I it's I think it's gonna be a real fun time. I think. Yeah. I mean, Derek hypes up a lot of stuff, but he's usually right about it. I mean, I think I have decent taste. You honestly. do have good taste. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Mary juice, though. I mean, we can't argue with that. <laughs> Jimmy, what about you? Um, this is a throwback. This might be one for your crypt where you said you're bringing back the dead, but I still have yet to play uh, Power Grid, and I've got that on the shelf, and I oh, want to play it. Nice. That's a great game. Derek loves that game. Love, we played that so much with my old uh, game group. It's so crazy because I know that there are different versions, lots of maps and all that kind of stuff. So it could be one of those rabbit holes that if it works out and I love it, you know, maybe there's just a ton of stuff, especially that I can pick up, you know, used or secondhand or whatever, because I know that some people might have moved on. But it's one of those games I've got on the shelf and I picked it up from a friend. It's in pristine condition. And so I don't know if he's played it very much, but I've heard great things about it. So I've got high hopes for this classic and hopefully it holds up power grid nice very cool ruel how about you i've got one you actually mentioned earlier maglev metro it's uh got a brand new copy it's still in shrink i'm waiting to bust that thing out and get to the table it's a pick up and deliver game right it Mm -hmm. is a pick up deliver game yep when you're route building with um, acrylic tiles with acrylic tiles that overlap and it's so cool you're gonna love it i I actually got to see the new maps at gamma got to see those and they look really cool asymmetric maps with like very different ways to oh it's gonna be a lot of fun he hasn't played the original give him a chance sorry 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 oh no no i i I, I was i I wanted to hear what derek had to say because i you know i i've just seen the very the bare minimum of it so Mm -hmm. um Maybe you know I what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. Think. I'm going to open it this weekend. I'm going to at the very least open it, set it right. up, and then put it away and play it a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we all do? At least we're it's all like, honest <laughs> about it with each other. We can we can tell each other. The first thing I do when I get a new game is I open it. I look at it. I'm like, oh, these pieces are cool. That's really neat. He I read the rule, the rule book, book. I put it away. Yeah, put it away. Yeah. <laughs> and then I find rule books all over the house. I'm like, why is this just like? On the couch. Why is this like falling underneath the couch? Yeah. This one's on the stairs. Nice. How did it get here? That's true. I'm always like reading rule books and then just setting them down. I'm notorious for just that. Just put them down. Yeah. And then I we go to it. play the game. It's like, where's the rule book? Oh. Couldn't be anywhere at this point. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, we hope that you've had a good time. Uh, as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for anything that you'd like to hear, please let us know in the comments. And that's all I got. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time on the Board Game Spotlight Podcast. See you later. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks again to our amazing sponsors and our wonderful Patreon supporters. We'll see you next time on the Board Game Spotlight Podcast.